Good evening, everyone. Welcome to uh, the podcast, Blog Talk Heavenly Places. I am your host, Jameer, and I'm along here with uh, Dorothy. We'd like to welcome all of you guys who are listening now and later. Um, Let me go ahead and open up with a prayer. Father God, we thank you for this day, Father. We ask you, Father, that, that you would anoint us, Father, and speak through us, Father. Open our hearts, Father, to hear you. Open your heart for me to hear you, Father. Um, open up the listeners' ears, Father. Touch them, God, Lord. Meet them wherever they need to be met, Father. And their finances and their relationship, Father, Lord, for healing in their body, Father, Lord, for mental healing, oh God, uh, for jobs, employment, businesses, Father, Lord, and just protection, Father, um, when hurt, harm, and danger. Um, Surround everyone with a hedge of protection, Father Lord, and also we see uh, <coughs> the blood of Jesus um, over all those who are listening, and not just them, but those who are connected with them, their friends, family, neighborhood, loved ones, and co-workers. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, well, thank you, everyone, for uh, tuning in and listening this evening. This evening, I want to talk about uh, child seatbelts or or something like that. I cannot remember the exact specific title of it, but it basically fasten your seatbelt, something like that, fasten your spiritual seatbelt. And uh, what actually made me think of that title is uh, I was on the the, uh, social media, social media, you know, that can be a good thing, and most of the time it seemed like it's a bad thing. But on this occasion, it was a good thing. It was it was it was a funny thing. They had this meme. Someone had this meme on their page, and it was a of a a father and their child, and they was on the uh, roller coaster. And you know how you ride on a roller coaster when you're going like up that first big hill. You're going up. Then you make it all the way up to the apex towards the top, and then some of them they have it where you're kind of looking down, and like like it's like the few moments before you're going down. So that's where they captured this picture. And on a picture, uh, the father is uh, he's got a real big smile on his face, and he's got his hands up in the air like, "Yay! I can't wait to go down." And then the little child, they are looking so terrified and frightening. You can just see it all in their face, like their eyes are big, and and you can just see the like the terror or fear on their face when you just look at the contrast and picture of how the father is so like excited, but the child is so fearful. Well, anyway, in this meme, it had like these two arrow, arrows pointing towards the two different persons in the picture, and the arrow that was pointing to the father had um it had the Holy Spirit. And then the arrow that was pointing to the child, it had you, <laughs> you on there. And so what, they, what the person, the meme was saying basically is like, no matter no matter what's uh, going to happen in the future or whatever you're going through, whatever struggle, problem you're even facing today, our Father God, the Holy Spirit, you know, through the Son, Jesus Christ, he's got us protected, um, that we should not be in fear, that we should not be worried. Uh 
because uh, Father God, he's he's in control and despite all the situations with the COVID going on, um, the protests throughout the nation, um, and even across the world, if you're not just looking at what's going on in America, but what's going on in China, um, how the, the uh, communists uh, are like basically like demanding the churches uh, take out pictures of Jesus or, or Bibles and replace it with uh, the, the communist stuff. And they're not just doing Christians. They're doing all religious minorities, Buddhist, Muslims. They're doing everyone. They're cursing everyone. Um, then you have China and India fighting a war. Then you have the things going on in Israel and Syria. So it looks like everything is just in chaos. And a lot of people are are like that a little child right before the roller coaster is about to go down. They're like, their eyes is big. They're, they are in fear and terror. But we, as believers, um, we should not be like that, okay? Even though it, it's so easy to be like that, we should not be like that. And I want to give you a few scriptures that will help you kind of like put on your um, a spiritual seatbelt. And all these scriptures I'm going to give you, these are very, very well-known scriptures. So you you know all of these ones already. Um, the first one is in uh, <clears throat> the book of James, chapter 1. And this is James, chapter 1, verses 2 and 3. It says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testament of your faith produces patience. So that first verse two it says, "My brother, count it all joy when you fall into various trials." And that scripture almost uh, fits perfectly with the meme because of that meme picture because they was about to fall down, go down this steep incline. So in a sense, they were falling. So you're supposed to count it all joy, but it's like when you when you're the one who going through the situation, you know, it's easy for you to observe someone just going through pain, torture, torment, tribulation. Great tribulation, but you're supposed to, scripture is saying no matter what it is, you're supposed to be counting all joy. But it's hard, you know, um, for us believers when we're, when it's our businesses, the ones that's being destroyed, or our country that's being tore up, or our, our family that's in the hospital with, with cancer, or, or whatever it may be, or some sickness, or, or, or we are the ones who have lost our job or position. Um, but in those times, through those various trials, we're supposed to know that the testing of our faith produces patience. One thing that we have to remember that every single thing we go through, um, that um, our Father God's hand is in it, and also the devil in the way his hand is in it also. Our Father God, he's always testing us. All these tests and trials basically is to make us strong. So, Father God, our Father, he wants us to succeed. But at the same time, we have Satan also trying to bring things into our life, even how he did Job. Um, and he wants us to fail, and he wants us to fail miserably. That's that's what he wants. Um, but we have to remember that uh, our Father God, despite whatever you face, that, uh, that he's in control, and we got to Count it all joy. Um, James chapter 1 verse 4 says, But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. 
So basically that says don't try to avoid it. Don't try to avoid the situation. A lot of times we as believers, it's easier for us to try to hide or avoid it. Um, I heard it's almost like um, like the ostrich. They say when the ostrich, I'm not sure if this is true or not, but I heard someone say it. But they said the ostrich, he actually puts his head in the sand whenever he's in fear or something like that that's going on, and he doesn't want to see what's going on around him. Um, so that's a lot of times how us believers are. We're we're in fear. We don't we don't want want to fight the situation. Uh, we don't want to go through it. But we have we had to go through it. it. Says, but be but that patience have its perfect work. You may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Um, so the ultimate goal is uh, that we get through it and uh, that we have vic- victory in the situation. Um, whether it be some type of persecution financial situation, relationship situation, um, even in physical situation with our mind and body. One thing we have to remember with that is that it's always, in my understanding and interpretation of Scripture, that it is always our Father God's will that we be be healed, no matter what it is that we're facing, whether it's a, a mental problem um, like depression, or maybe it, it's a knee injury, or 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 cancer, or a broken bone, or whatever. And I'm not saying that you should not go to the doctors and all that kind of stuff or take antibiotics. But if if you do do those things, I say that you pray against the side effects. You know, if you do do those things, and, and I encourage everyone to go to their doctors. Um, that's why they're here. They're here for you know. They're here to help us. Well. I'm not sure if all of them are, but I know there are some good doctors out there. But there are some corrupt ones out there also. Um, but, okay, James chapter 1, verse 4 says, But that patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Um, well, how do you do this? Uh, how do we do this? But the first thing we need to do is uh, we need to change our mindset change our mindset. This is how we can buckle our uh, spiritual seatbelt, you know. Um, Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says, uh, and be not conformed to the world, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable. And again, there goes that word perfect and perfect will of God. That's Romans chapter 12, verse 2. So no don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And you do that by reading the word, studying the word, and being in the word. Not by uh, watching um, Netflix sports. I like to watch basketball and football, but uh, unfortunately, or fortunately for me, it's no, it's really no sports on right now. I guess there's there are some baseballs. I was watching a baseball game. They're coming back. But one good thing about about this time, it has more time where I can do something that's important, which is focus on the word. Um, but that's how you can be conformed to it and, and be uh, transformed by the world. That way, when these different situations and circumstances come, that you won't be part of the world. You won't be taken over by the world. You won't be in fear like the world is. I've seen many videos of people protesting. I've seen people burning down stuff. I've seen people yelling at stuff. I've seen um, 
police, and I've seen people on different stands, different sides, but I also seen some other very marvelous videos too. I've seen uh, in the midst of all that chaos and confusion, you know, you think, oh, I'm a believer, I'm a Christian, I don't want to be down to that mess. But I've seen people down there praying for people, praying for the police officers, praying for the protesters, um, being down there and fighting. I'm not telling you everybody's supposed to be down there. I believe Father God, he calls particular people down there, particular places and particular purposes. But I've seen preachers down there preaching the gospel, and then I've seen people crying before them. I've seen protesters crying before them and police officers crying before them because they they are just doing the worldly thing. But if we have these preachers and pastors who are also down there, which doesn't really get any news attention, but you might see it on somebody's social media every now and then. Um, but they're down there doing great kingdom work. They're bringing the, the kingdom of uh, God right there in the midst of all that chaos. Um, and they're not being transformed by what's going on. There, or they're not being conformed by what's, what's happening around them. They're not, and they're joining on one side or the other, you know. But they're they're taking both sides to another level. Maybe something. Maybe some of those people are believers, but they forgot and they just got caught up in it. Or maybe, which I believe most, some of them they do have wrong wrong intentions and all that kind of stuff. And they just want to tear up tear up stuff and kill people, you know. Um, but we as believers, as Christians, we should not be caught up in that and conform to everything that's going on around us but we should transform ourselves by the word but then when we start transforming ourselves then we can start transforming the things that are around us we can change the atmosphere that's what Jesus said if we speak to the mountain tell it be moved and cast in the sea in Mark chapter 11 uh, 24, 25, 26 and do not doubt in our heart it should it should be done for us um, and also when they say, yea, they walk in the valley as a shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Or even Psalms 91, you know, 1,000 may fall on my right side, 10,000 may fall on my left side, but nothing shall come to me, no arrows or nothing. So if you believe the Father God is calling you, of course you want to pray, pray about that. And if you're down there in the midst of it, when I've seen people, he will cover you and protect you. You'll be safer down there and them things are probably in your house and your bedroom sleeping in the bed you know just as long as you're walking in the will purpose and plan of God but that's on the side note the main thing is right here to, to transform your mind through the word and then we transfer your mind through the word and it might be for you just to stay in your house and pray because you know what you can you can pray and you'd be more effective than any legislation that they can pass in the White House or the United Nations and your prayers will change things on the other side of the world and you haven't even left the house or change things in your neighborhood, and you haven't even left the, left the house, you can pray in, in, from your house and do that thing. That's what Daniel did. He was in his house praying, you know, and many things were changing. But he still faced persecution. He still, still faced trials, and he still faced tribulations, you know. So our goal is uh, basically we need to start looking at things from a different mindset, uh, uh, not a, a, a fleshly vantage point um, we should be entangled in these types of disputes though though saying that there are sides there is, is not just a great area of being a believers or follow across there are things we should stand for you know we should stand for what's right we should stand for for justice okay things that our father God does not like 
we should stand with them on that. But at the same time, we should we should do it in love. That's how the Father do it, and that's how we should do it. But all these things we see, um, we should not be entangled like like they do because we we are a new creature. We should see things from a, a different vantage point. Um, even another example is uh, Jesus. In Hebrews chapter 12, Hebrews chapter 12, um, I read verses 12, verses 1 through 2, another very famous scripture. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such <clears throat> a great cloud of witness, everything that hinders, let us throw off everything that hinders and and the sin that so easily entangles us, and let us run with perseverance the race marked for us. So this is saying just just pressing forward, no matter what's going on, even the stuff that you may do, the sin that easily entangles you. But we got to keep on running forward. And then it says, here's how you can keep on running forward, or what can do what you can do. In verse two, it says, uh, fixing our eyes on Jesus. The pioneer and perfecter of faith, or often some say, say often finisher, the fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. But then it says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, um, scorning the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So in that verse 2, what's interesting is for the joy that was set before him, he. Uh, Endured the cross. <clears throat> um, what was the joy that was set before him? What, or some just for the joy, for for the uh, joy that that, that was uh, seen before him, he endured the cross. So, what was the joy that he seen? And many of us already know what that he seen. He seen us um, having fellowship with God. Um, he seen the cross. You know, of course, he seen the suffering that he was going to have to take. And that was going to be painful and tough and rough, you know, uh, very rough. If you've seen Mel Gibson's Passion, the Christ movie, um, what they did, they said in that movie, it was nothing in comparison to what really happened. You know, it was nothing what uh, the Lord Jesus really went through. But he knew, he already seen and already knew all that was going to happen. But despite that, he seen something far better. And that's uh, us having fellowship with the Father again, Father God, you know, um, and that's what made him so joyful. And that brings you back to that meme I was talking to about again about the people going down on the roller coaster. We're like, man, this is going to be rough. My stomach is going to hurt on this thing. I might be dizzy afterwards, but it's going to be joy when it's done, you know. And even the child, when it's over, they're going to like it too, you know. Um, because this, this, particularly as it pertains to Jesus and his Hebrews, uh, it gave us fellowship back with the Father. Um, and they, well, not because <clears throat> we still, <clears throat> as uh, lost sons and daughters, um, we still have to come back to the Father. We still have to accept Christ, even though it's there for everyone. Um, Saddam Hussein, Adolf Hitler, whoever the worst person you can think of, Jeffrey Dahmer, all these people, me, Paul, Paul said he was the worst one of them all. But all these people have the same forgiveness from God the Father. It's, we still had to make a choice. We still had to make a decision to accept it, to come back to him. 
and uh, after Jesus died on the cross, even before, um, it was kind of like, remember, uh, if you remember the story of the prodigal son, all the stuff that he had did, he spent his money on foolish living, and he was eating with the pigs. And then he said, man, it's better for me to just be a servant in my father's house. So he went back to, he said, decided to go back to his father's house. But guess what? His father was already waiting for him. Um, he did, the father, I'm not sure, it doesn't really say if he knew that he was coming back or, or not, but the father had been waiting for the son, the product of son to come back. And he embraced him with, with love and compassion. He kept on a ring and a robe and all these kind of things, just as if he never did anything, just as if he uh, never left. Um, but, of course, the son, he could have stayed out there in the pigs and stuff like that. The father still would have been waiting because he wanted him to come back. But if the son had to make a choice to come back, and that's what we had to do, make a choice to come back. And those who made the choice to come back, that's what Jesus seen, and that brought him great, great joy, you know. That brought him great joy. Um, so we should be, uh, we should we should think about those things as we go through these trials, tribulations, have that other type of thinking, even though what we're going through is rough and tough, um, we got to think about the joy that's going to come, or the joy that we're supposed to come while we're going through it, because it's going to bring growth to us. Uh, also in that Hebrews verse 3, it says, uh, Consider whom who endures such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary or lose heart. So this is also like basically encouragement again to us, you know, for the things that we are facing. Guess what? Jesus already been there and he done that. He got a T-shirt, got a hat and all that kind of stuff, took a picture. <laughs> he he did all that stuff, you know. So we should not grow weary and lose heart and everything just going away. I mean, we're living in one of the worst times in the world. And the scripture says it's even going to get worse, you know. It's going to get worse. Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 and 2 prophesies that. But it says, even in all the darkness, it says the light going to shine in that darkness. So we should not be fearful because God is going to get the glory, you know. Um, and the only way that we can uh, we can uh, have that different mindset and not be fearful, not be conformed, we can do like it says uh, Colossians chapter 3, verse 2. Um, where it says, set your minds on things above and not on things of the earth. And that's not saying that we shouldn't think about uh, the things that are going on in in Seattle. We shouldn't think about uh, the things that are going on in Dallas or the things that are going on in Africa or Israel or, or whatever it may be. But when we think on those things, we should think of, how the Father God is going to use us to intervene and what he wants us to do about it because we are the ambassadors here on earth. So we, that's what we're, that's how our mindset is supposed to be. That's how our mindset is supposed to be. So when it says such your minds on things above, that's not thinking about, oh, man, I wonder what kind of guitar I'm going to have in heaven or how big my mansion is going to be. No, <laughs> it's not talking about that. It's talking about how, how you're going to um, use the things that the Father has placed in your heart to change change the world is down here, you know. Um, so we should we should be like Jesus, you know. For the joy that was set for him, he, he endured it, endured the cross, you know. <clears throat> um, 
and it doesn't matter whatever we're facing. You know, uh, another scripture, uh, Jesus says uh, that he was going to be with us always, even until the end of the age, if you remember that scripture. Um, he said, I'll be with you always, even until the end of the age. And we're, we're so uh, encouraging about that scripture is that he said even he said even until the end of the age because he knew he said he was going to be with us always but that end of the age part is like that's when it was going to be the worst part and it's going to be the time where we feel like we are the furthest away from God ever because it's going to be like so much darkness and evilness and wickedness going on but even though all this darkness is, is surrounding us guess what Jesus is saying even until the end of the age I'm going to still be there. So he's gonna be actually he's he is closer now than he ever is before, even back before like the seventies or the fifties or the eighteen hundreds or the fifteen hundreds. Um he is even closer closer, even though the world's got a lot a lot more worse. He is a lot more closer. Even though it's got a lot more darker, it's gonna get a lot more brighter. We have uh, what we have going on now is as a, a transition, we have a transit. We, we're having a transition of power. That's what's going on. Um, it's transitioning from the kingdoms of this world to the kingdom of our God. You know, so the darkness they don't like it. They know the time is running out, so they're doing whatever they can to disrupt it. You know, and they're going to have their glory. You know, but it won't be for that long. But even while they're having their glory, we're going to have a glory that's even greater. Um, it's, gonna, it's supposed to be a great, great great revival so we as believers we should be encouraged we should continue using this time even though we can't go many places or do many things to renew our mind because whenever the doors open whenever the doors are released or whatever um, we need to be ready to be a witness and to share our, share our testimony with whoever, whoever's around us and I'm saying, not saying you have to get a bullhorn to preach on the corner uh, maybe you, you're doing a, a podcast, maybe you're just opening up the door for someone, or you're giving someone a lunch, you know, <laughs> or um, helping someone across the street. I don't know what it is. <clears throat> it could be one of many things, you know. Um, so I'll, I'll close on that one. Uh, and uh, Dorothy, Dorothy, if you have anything you want to say, say or add to it, to that one. Well, you made a lot of good points. Um, one thing, you know, I'm big on earboxing. <clears throat> I don't know if anybody's watched any old movies, but in the city, when the kids were out in the street and they started getting into trouble, the mothers would come down, they'd grab them by that earlobe, <laughs> you know, and they'd pull them off to the apartment, fussing at them the whole time. I really think we need some angels to do that in these riot things because if you notice most of the rioters are spoiled white kids that have been college educated you know and yeah. probably never had yes. a good ear boxing in their life you know so, yes. yeah. that is true <laughs> it is you know you look at the news and then you see see all these little white kids. I mean, you know, I, know. I mean, for me, I'm, I'm a little bit, 
older than them, you know, but they're not they're they are young young adults but still they're kids to me, you know. <laughs> Um, I know. Wait till you get yeah. to be my age, and everybody's a kid to you. <laughs> but yeah, to, to watch, there was this one um, video, I guess you'd call it, or on the news that had there was a line of officers, and there was this one white girl come up to this black officer and started reading him the riot act, like you are the cause of the problem, and you're. You know, not helping, and the the look on the face of that officer—he was just so patient. It was like, you know, yes, I know you're an idiot. Just hurry up with your rant, and then we can get on with it. You know, it was just—I <laughs> loved his face. It was wow. beautiful. Yeah, I've been praying for angels to be walking out and about and taking care of business. So. And my state just passed a police reform bill. We didn't have any problems with our police. They're trying to take all the non-lethal weapons that the police have away from them so they don't have anything to combat these rioters with. You know, no more tear gas, no more pepper spray. I mean, what are you supposed to do? Just let them go on? You know, yeah, that's just crazy. That's I don't I don't get what. Yeah, they just people are just being foolish, <laughs> very foolish. And we just had the uh, assistant deputy chief of police in Chicago, fifty-seven years old, committed suicide. He was just. Um, promoted like three months ago and he committed suicide. So how bad is the pressure on these police officers right now? So we really need to hold them up in prayer and for strength and, and, you know, it's just dreadful what they're being put through. And these are the type of things we need to stand up for, you know, Yes, 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 exactly. But, yeah, it's it's getting pretty bad out there. Best we can do is pray. Loose the angels. The big honking angels. You know, those tough ones with the swords and the armor. Got to release those guys. Yes, yeah, you know, uh, I, I've seen, oh, I haven't seen, but I've read some testimonies where uh, where um, some Christians were being persecuted in, in Indonesia, and these angels appeared, but they didn't, they didn't know uh, the people who were being persecuted. They was running, but the people who were chasing them, they started running the other way, and then that's when. They heard one of the other ones saying angel or something like that in a language that was running away from it. But they could have, like, the, the people who were being persecuted, they couldn't see, but the other ones who were being, being instigators, they, but they were the ones who were being seen, they started running another way, you know. So I believe Father God, he's going to be doing those things, you know. 
um, more and more stuff like that. Yeah, and I believe he's going to do more um, exposure of what this COVID nineteen really is. It's I know it's a bioweapon. I don't know if it's a virus bioweapon or if it's a virus this plus nanotechnology or. Oh yeah, yeah, that's going to be everything that they are doing with that crazy Bill Gates and all that kind of stuff. Is yes, yes, it's going to be. Yeah, it's just horrible what they they did. This thing they they created and engineered, and it's bad, you know. Did Pastor James tell you about? He knows two people who were doing fine, feeling fine, and. Until they went and got that swab COVID test, and then they had, came down with COVID nineteen. Oh, All no. of a sudden, yes. So, don't get the swab. Do not get the swab. Let them do a blood yeah, draw. They they're good at that. They can't. They're not going to be able to put anything in you with that way. Yeah, the swab is bad. Plus. It's, you know, the false positives and the false negatives, it's not even, you know, a good test. So Yeah, yeah. I already made up my many. mind. Go ahead. Not to do that, yeah. The problem is when yeah. you have to go to the ER for other things. Yeah. That, that is the problem right there because it's like... You have like fall down or um or just whatever whatever it is, you know, you gotta go there and be around to other people. Yeah. And then they wanna they gotta wanna like, Oh, well we're gonna wanna test you. <laughs> yep. And they're gonna wanna use that giant swab and stick it up into your brain. Because you know that's what's at the end of your nose. Your brain's up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they've done a good job of fear-mongering. And I was trying to tell you before the show started, there was a, a story today about a guy at a hotel that got mad because a mother and son were not social distancing, which, by the way, is just not a work anyway. But they've got people so worked up, the guy pulled a gun and shot. Fortunately, he did not shoot at the people. He shot what he called warning shots. But still, inside in a building with all those people, you don't know what those bullets are going to bounce off of. That's why, you know, I don't know if you get people who shoot in the air for celebration. You know, what goes up in the air is going to come back down, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. It just people are so afraid, even especially the medical professions, because I mean they really get it hammered home. Yeah, it's it's just so much stuff going on these days. This chaos, and they're just laughing about it, but they're not going to have the last laugh. You know, so much chaos. That's right. And there's a lot of people who don't know. I mean, they're like in fear and 
It's really bad. It's really bad. You know? And people in fear do not make good decisions. They just don't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think uh, next week I want to do with everything that's going on around the world. I just want to do like a like a current events one. Um, okay, we should do, do a like current event. Art, just pull up. Yeah, just like do like different articles and stuff that's coming on, and then talk talk about those ones. What's going on? I'm sure by next week it's going to be all kind of up. I mean, it's already enough right now, but next week it'll probably be all kind of other <laughs> stuff, on, you know, the way it's going. We live in interesting times. Yes. Very no shortage of things to pray about either. Yes, you know? That's, that's uh, for, for all of you guys who are listening. Out there, remember that's the main thing that you need to be doing right now because nothing ain't going to happen or change if you don't do that. Um, that's the main thing. Please keep keep um, your cities, your mayors, the police officers, our president, um, our military, even uh, missionaries overseas. Um, keep them, keep them all. Your coworkers. Um, just keep them lifted up in prayers. There's attacks everywhere, um, but there's nothing, nothing powerful, more powerful than prayer. So. Well, um, I'd like to thank everyone for uh, listening and tuning in this evening. Thank you, uh, Dorothy, for having us. And next week we'll do the. Uh, Turn events one, so I'll just guess I'll uh, go ahead and close out in prayer. Father, we uh, thank you for your goodness, grace, and mercy. Thank you for your salvation, Lord. Um, help us, Father Lord. Help your people to pray, Father Lord, and let them see, Father, with your hand at work in their life, Father. Whether it's uh, healing for their mind, healing for their body. Healing in their community, Father. Um, we also say a special prayer that the, the mayor, not the mayor, the um, assistant police chief or the one in Chicago, the daughter was talking about, we look up his family, Father, to encourage them and strengthen them and provide for them over this time, Father. And help all those, Father, who have lost people during this time. Um, just, just give them comfort and peace, Father. Peace that surpasses all understanding, not peace of the world, but your peace, Father. We thank you, Father, and we ask all these things in your Son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you. I'm starting to have trouble breathing already. I just did a breathing treatment for the show, too. So, uh, um, I thank you, Jameer. That was very good, very good. Amen. And you have a blessed night. And everybody out there, you have a blessed week. Till we see you next week. 
And good night, everybody. Good night, Jameer. Good night.